Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Nebraska women's basketball at Michigan tonight, 6 o'clock tip-off. Omaha hockey blue liner Kirby Proctor named Week 16, already 16, NCHC Defenseman of the Week after a four-point weekend helping the Mavs to a series sweep against Minnesota Duluth. He had a four-point weekend and had a plus-five rating and added three blocks. Washington Commies fire offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy after one season with the team, as Dan Quinn said during his introductory news conference yesterday. Bieniemy was considered a long shot to return, but the move became official when the Commies hired Cliff Kingsbury for the same position Sunday night. Quinn said he delivered the news to Bieniemy in person on Monday. I'm sure that conversation went quite well. He says, we won't work together here. Well, kind of. Got to the point, but I wanted him to know I really respect the work he's done. I wish him nothing but the best. Just not in the NFC East. With two-thirds of American adults living in jurisdictions with legal sports betting, hey, congratulations, guys. More than $20 billion is expected to be at stake when the Super Bowl kicks off in Las Vegas for the first time. Approximately 67.8 million adults, 26 of the adult population of the U.S., could combine to bet $23.1 billion on the championship game between the 49ers and Kansas City. And that was according to a survey released yesterday by the American Gaming Association. Other stuff, Steve, Be- Steve Belichick is a new defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. He's a son of Bill, and he has spent the past 12 years as a defensive assistant in New England, including five as a play caller. 36-year-old Steve previously worked with newly hired Washington head coach Jed Fish in 2020 when Fish was the Patriots quarterback coach. And finally... The Philadelphia Eagles will be the host team for the NFL's first regular season game in Brazil on Friday, September 6th. A day after the 2024 season opener in Kansas City, the Eagles will play in Sao Paulo against the to-be-named opponent. It'll be the first time in 54 years the NFL has played a game on a Friday night of its opening weekend. People forget that the Rams hosted the St. Louis Cardinals on Friday, September 18, 1970. The game will be played at the Corinthians Arena, home to Brazilian soccer team SC Corinthians. The stadium was used in both the 2014 World Cup, the 2016 Olympics. The Eagles' opponent, along with the kickoff time, will be announced closer to when the 2024 schedule is revealed this spring. Five regular season games will be played internationally in 2024. I get that you have to do it then if you're going to do a Friday game. Otherwise, you're going to have to get both teams, obviously, coming off of a bye or a bye following that. I don't know. There's just something about the standalone game on Thursday to kick off the season, and then you just you roll into Sunday with the full slate of games. This is odd. No, timing no, no. of it. So no, now we're going to lose no, a college no, game on no. Friday too? Not odd timing. Welcome to the NFL. The NFL is going to opening week is going to play in four or five days. Because this they can. Is, because yeah. they can. This is the NFL. And you're going to watch. Yeah, you, We're all going to watch. You I'm going to watch. You will watch. Oh, I'm sure I will. They will play on Thursday night. They'll play on Friday. They'll take Saturday off and give it to the college kids. And For then they'll now. come back and they'll play on Sunday and Monday because the NFL... 
they do not have like a a point where you go, mm, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And they can do it. And, and, and good on them. Here, here's the most intriguing thing about that game is that game is up for auction. So just like Amazon bid to have the playoff game and the Black Friday. Well, hello, Peacock. Uh, that game is up for auction. The mm. opener in Brazil with the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, it's not going to be a, you know, a throwaway team. It'd be Jackson. How much money will that bring? Yeah. And Peacock's it, like yeah. Brazil. That definitely feels like it's you're going to have either Amazon or Peacock on on that one because as we know the NBC gets that first Thursday night game, not Amazon, but yeah, it's of course I'll watch, but It'll it's Chargers at Kansas City Thursday night. It's yeah, it's just it's odd for me. It's not it's not a surprise. You're right. I mean, as far as trying to maximize your opening weekend the way that they do, and usually you see like the double headers on Monday, the first Monday night football as well, that they do try to give you the the most options that they can that first weekend that friday yeah that's just um yeah just something new to get used to i guess it's not like they're doing every friday i get that but yeah i'm just uh, I'll, I'll be honest I'm not, I'm, not, it, I'm not a fan they whatever they want. also playing week one because of the weather yeah in brazil mm-hmm. yeah i'm just not a fan our september is their march hey you were uh saying uh, about uh bill belichick's son being the defensive coordinator big 10 you guys know who the offensive coordinator is. Wait, for, I just read this. For, for Washington. Washington. Yeah, it's Cliff, King, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. No, no, no. no. The, That's the University other Washington. of Washington. Oh, University where, where of Steve oh, Belichick University is going. of Washington. Talk about a small world. It's Pete Carroll's son. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Bill Belichick's <laughs> oh, yeah, son is the right. defensive coordinator that. for Fish. Yeah. Pete Carroll's son, Brennan, is the offensive coordinator for the Huskies. Got some legacies there. Yeah. How about that? Uh, last night was uh, media night at the uh, Super Bowl. It was very Las vegas Did you enjoy the gong show? Your boy, uh, 15, was amped, by the way. Yeah. He's a villain, man. He's leaned into it. Uh, here, here's, the other, here's a quick observation here about uh, 87. <laughs> so quick one. He's going to be in the WWE someday. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Chiefs got booed. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, if I was living in Las Vegas and I was money. a Raiders fan, you, you cry, cry me a river like it's raining in Southern California right now. Okay? Because... The Chiefs have taken over your locker room. They've taken mm-hmm. over your practice facility. I think it's fantastic. But, you know, the Chiefs got booed last night, and it's good. I mean, everybody needs a villain. And Kelsey, like, I thought he was going to go all WWE because he was talking and they were booing him, and he paused. Yeah. And it's almost like he was going to do the Hulk Hogan with his hand right. to his ear. And he kind of did. There is a guy that I look at him, and I look at that beard, you can have a beard when you're in a strong relationship. So take that, everybody out there, that calls Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey a fake relationship. You do not have a beard that looks unkept unless you're pretty strong in your relationship because that thing has taken on a life of its own. Remember, he started the year with a mustache, mustache yeah. as a tribute to Andy Reid. And now that they've gotten into the let's go part of the season, he just letting that thing go. Mm-hmm. But it still has its... It, it, I want. I don't want to say it's like the most scraggly thing you've ever seen. There's still some some fine detail, like on the top part of it too. Well, I think it's, he's just letting that thing roll. It's got it's got hair everywhere now. Maintaining the beard is hard to do. It's not easy. But it's an art. It's his look though too. Like the the mustache where I could actually see his chin. That was weird. This is this is what he needs to do. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's his look too. Though you you think Taylor liked the the mustache? Some people like mustache rides. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Just the truth. <laughs> wow. I mean, for, I'm sure. For example? I'm sure you're not wrong. <laughs> wow. Taylor's not innocent. She's a normal think, hey. person who has fun. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can say that on air. I didn't exactly specify. Yeah, you said it on air. Mm-hmm. You said it. Yeah, even I wouldn't say that, and I say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I wonder. No, I can't get that out of my head. I'm defending 87 This here. needs to be I'm a watch new. Watch him play this weekend, I'm like, know what Jimmy said. This needs to be a New Heights podcast topic, though. Did Taylor, <laughs> not that part, <laughs> unless they want to get into it. Did Taylor encourage him to grow back the beard? Because that's been his signature look here for the last couple of years now. No, but it hasn't been like that. Yeah, it's a it's little it's a little bulkier. Yeah. A little bulkier. Yeah. But it's still that thing it's still like it, the okay, I small I, people have gotten lost in his beard. The the top part of it, it looks edged enough to where he at least gives maybe maybe not three blanks about it, but he at least gives one blank about it. There's at least a little bit of touching up going on there. It'll be touched up for Sunday. He's 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 very conscious of his appearance. He knows he's, he's so. a brand. He's a he brand. Hasn't, he hasn't touched it since they've gotten into the playoffs. Oh, then no. It's a yeah. it's okay. a hockey beard. Yep. Well, you don't yep. have to touch it, but you can like you know if the if the neck starts no, getting a little no, no, itchy, no, no. he hasn't done anything with it. Mm, I beg to differ. You of all people should. Know I know that's why that's that's why you have a tight one. He he's the he has let it grow. Yeah. No, though the one that I just trimmed down, like at one point, it just starts getting very annoying to maintain. But I would I would do some stuff around the neck area just because I get an itchy neck. So this time of the year, you always talk about, um, you know, especially when you get to the Super Bowl, Mahomes compared to Brady, and I thought he handled that question really well. So Kelsey and Kittle are both playing in the game, and they're on a path to be in Canton. But as I think about the greatest tight end of all time, because Kelsey's name gets mentioned, it makes me appreciate, with all the injuries that Rob Gronkowski had, how good Rob Gronkowski was. And I think Rob I think up. Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end of all time. He's without question the best one I've ever seen. Um I mean, look at all the injuries. Yeah, I can't look at how that. many games that Gronkowski missed mm-hmm. and he still put up those numbers. Mm-hmm. Look at what he wore in his arm. I know. I was that just thinking club. of the, wearing the 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 big old elbow brace and uh yeah. And that dude, yeah. I mean, he he took it on, especially there towards the end of his career too, took on the amount of punishment that he did. And he would just pick up from where he left off. Um, obviously Tony Gonzalez would have been a big one during yeah. my childhood too, growing up and, and watching him because again, there was the, he was just always there. He was, uh, he was about as durable as there was. Um, he and Gates were ahead of their time. Yeah. Antonio Gates is another one. Antonio Gates. He was, he was probably, I think the very, at least from what I can remember getting into fantasy football was probably the first like, okay, that's the tight end you have to get. In fact, if you get him in the first round, yeah. go get Antonio Gates. Cause like he's going to give you that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How Kelsey is and how, how Gronk was too. And you can't, can't go wrong with picking him. Nope. I mean, it's not bad to have a franchise that's got two of the top four tight ends of all time in the game mm-hmm. in Kansas city. Yep. <laughs> but Gronkowski, man, he, Again, he missed a lot of time. He had 92 touchdowns in 143 games. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. I, I, I think he's the best tight end of all time. I, and, and I love Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. But I would take Gronkowski over Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, I think his numbers, and as far as being a red zone target and his overall playmaking ability for how big. like I mean, that's the thing. When you combine his size to his ability to catch his catch radius and, and just the speed that he had with that size... It, 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 the dude's a freak. He was an absolute freak.
Uh, Jim on the stream says, Travis Kelsey's beard is not to the Charlie Blackman level no. bad. No. Didn't Charlie Blackman go like two months without shaving? Was that it? I feel like he went longer. Great pull, though, Jim. Love that. When you, Charlie when you, Blackman and Justin Turner could have a beard When on. you're able to show like a side-by-side -side picture of them in their caveman beard, and then you look at the other picture where they're even, you know, like with what maybe I have, and they look like a completely different person, that's when you know your beard is is done its job. When it completely hides your identity to the point of like, okay, I don't recognize that guy. Like Travis Kelsey with the mustache was recognizable. Looked kind of different. Again, weird seeing his chin. But... You knew, okay, that's Travis Kelsey. But like when I saw the the first time I ever saw Charlie Blackman without, when I actually had to see a picture of him before he grew it. Like Kiss without the makeup. It's like, oh my God, that is like completely a different person. Like that's that's like A plus elite level beard growing right there. But do you grow it or just let it roll? I think you like get there's to. Another, I think there's probably an art to growing a beard, but then there's the, I don't really give an F. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to shave. I'm just going to let the thing just take on its a life of its own, like you do, like you do in the playoffs in hockey. Mm -hmm. Guys just let it go. They don't. I mean, you're superstitious. You're not going to trim it. Nope. And who cares if it's gangly and you know food gets stuck in oh, there? Oh yeah. I mean, you get hungry one day and you're like, you realize like, oh, part of that power ball that I power bar that I had on Monday is Thursday. <laughs> yep. I still got some of it left over here. <laughs> now, do you go ahead and put uh, is is putting beard oil in it? Is that a um... Is that frowned upon? Is that considered like messing with just its natural growth? Because beard oil can go a long way as far as at least not smelling like a foot everywhere you go. I remember, so there, it was right before COVID. I, I grew mine out probably to where, I don't know. You it, do. It, it was longer than what Kelsey's is right now. You get to a certain point, it's kind of like what you said of the I don't give a blank, but there's a transitional phase where you've got like these hairs going all these different ways. And you finally kind of get through that. I want to say it's maybe about two months into growing it, month and a half into growing it, to where once you kind of break through there, then it just then it just takes care of itself. Then all of a sudden, it just becomes this magical community of disgusting, unhygienic hair. But it's 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 a look. It's it's something, and you're like, wow, this is really really long. And I look I look like a hobo, but oh well, this is fun. But I, but I'm also kind of on a nice little stage here. Yeah, yeah. more more kids will uh, look like hobos. Yep. Is what you're trying to say? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Here uh, before the break is uh, random Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, can I ask a Burkhead question? Sure. Totally agree with you guys. Uh, I think his dad's an FBI guy. Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, and these are a lot of heroic people. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better person. Uh, how the hell did he come to Nebraska? You're Superman in Texas. I think of all the possibilities of schools he could go to. You're a Texas guy. How did Nebraska get it? Well, you remember the run? Bo, Bo staff was really good at recruiting Texas, and they they did a they did a great job because Rex is a competitor because Aaron Green was in his recruiting class. And you remember how highly thought of Mike Aaron Green was? Sure. I, I think statistically in the recruiting rankings he was a tad higher than Rex but they convinced Rex that he's a competitor it's okay he's coming to Nebraska we're going to take care of you and you want to compete you got a chance to compete you got a chance to win and he ended up at Nebraska I mean they they, they recruited him really really hard but Nebraska had a run there of being really good in the state of Texas and getting guys out of there but you would think 
a Texas school. Yeah, he had, he, he had suitors, but but it's it's a it's a feather in the cap of Bo and his staff for how well they recruited Rex. But it, did it have something to do with he could play running back at at Nebraska and maybe uh, you got to figure A and M or you or Texas? I, well, or I thought Baylor was schools. in. I thought Baylor was in on him. Like was one of the higher suitors too. But you would think he would have a favorite Texas school growing up in Texas that he would want to go to. And uh, maybe they didn't see him as a running back. I think his I think his only favorite Texas school was the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> he's a diehard uh, Cowboy fan. Hey, one more thing, Bellinger, Gary. What are the chances he signs with the Cubs? Uh, well, I, I think right now, really good. If you play along with Boris, you get Cody Bellinger. But spring training starts here in less than a little over a week, so there's got to be something that's happened. But I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody else out there is is pursuing him like the Cubs are. How important is it that the Cubs get him? Oh, it'd be huge. I mean, if if they add Cody Bellinger to what they've done in the offseason, they're the favorites in the NL Central. We're hoping. Take care of it. I hope so. And then add Matt Chapman, and we're cooking with some peanut oil. (laughs) Um... By the way, uh, Jim says Travis Kelsey's beard is... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, Terrence said apparently Travis Kelsey created the fade haircut according to an article as well. Uh, yeah, keep it moving there. That's not right. Yeah, no. No. The fade has existed Sounds long like before day. Travis Kelsey. And I, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, as we're talking some Royals today with the Bobby Wood Jr. News, uh, Alex Gordon, who I think perfected the fade beard. Mm-hmm. That is not easy to do. I've tried that by myself. Now, I've never had tried to have it professionally done. But being able to have the huge chunk of a chin beard and then it just fades over to the uh, the, the sideburns. Now, that is impressive. I don't know if anybody does it better than or did it better than Alex Gordon. So if you want to give some credit on that and, and on a he, fade. Uh, he let that thing grow. He did. Oh, yeah. But see, that was like the again, that's where you could tell it was it was very much manicured where the chin part of it was just. It was it was let loose, but as it got over by the cheeks towards the ears and it started kind of fading and getting shorter and shorter, man, that was a thing of beauty. That is not easy to do. So good on Alex Gordon. And if so, if you want to talk about a Kansas City uh, sports celebrity that owns some type of uh, fade claim, then you can give him that on the beard. Just my two cents on that one. Uh, there is a connection between uh, Rex Burkhead and uh, Aaron Green. So. So Rex loved, fans loved him, and he loved them back. I mean, he was he, he's one of the best ambassadors that athletic department has ever had and still has. Mm-hmm. And, and and they'll find a way to honor him. Uh, he'll be in the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame. I, I don't know what his plans are. Uh, he is loved in Plano. But this was his welcome to Nebraska moment, and he actually was with Aaron Green. So this was... Uh, the off season before the ten season, either the ten or the eleven season, might have been the ten season. Him and Aaron Green to kill time go to a Lincoln Salt Dog game, and they both go into the bathroom. Okay, they're just hanging out. They got, mm. They're watching the Salt Dogs play. They go into the bathroom, and a Husker fan who probably six or seven years old recognized Rex, <laughs> and so Rex is. You know, taking care of business. Yeah. And the little kid is so excited because Rex Burkhead is in the bathroom with him <laughs> at Haymarket Park at a Salt Dogs game. <laughs> and, like, asked for his autograph. Yeah. 
in the bathroom. And I'm I'm sure he gave it to him. Let him finish first. Uh, I think they I think they walked out. He took a picture with his dad. Okay, but that was uh, like that was the first man. Welcome to Nebraska yeah. moment for Rex Burkett. Just different. And ironically, he was with Aaron Green. Yeah. Who, was, you know, those two were. guy. Was it, uh, who, who was the trio? They had Robinson was in there, like early in Rex's career. It just, it, it's yes. to where to where the Nebraska running back position has been of late. Mm-hmm. To think we went through, Halu handed off the baton to Rex, and then Rex handed off the baton to Mir. Yeah. What a what a run because two of those guys are in my top ten all time running backs at Nebraska. I thought Castillo was pretty good before he got kicked off. Quinn Castillo got moved over to the linebacker at one point too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's you mentioned Bo recruiting Texas very well? Okay, so I remember Cody Green was Texas. I'm not San saying Antonio. he was good. Um, was that Zach Lee was California, right? Okay, I was for some reason I was trying to figure out if. He might have been from the South. I, I, they're just thinking about Rex's time at Nebraska because it's all tied to Bo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keeps reiterating the, the point about the Bo Pelini era. How did they ever win nine games? And then how did they not win more than nine games? Yeah. That's how I will look That's at the Bo Pelini era. Right. So true. There's also part of uh, Rex's stories that people are, are more than welcome to share them because there's, there's, there's more than a bathroom story or a Jack Hoffman story that I've shared this morning mm-hmm. is that 2011 game. How come we have not had a standalone documentary on the 2011 Nebraska-Ohio State game? The comeback. It a great it's, it's the great comeback, of course, and Rex was a big part of it. You know, the little the Olay move that he had that mm-hmm. is on highlight reels forever at Nebraska. It is the... Levante it David is, moment. It is the Bo Pelini meltdown game. Yep. It is the Bo Pelini Dirk Chatlin post yeah. game. There were a lot of things about it. How and and you look at the guys that played in that game. So that's where we got introduced to Braxton Miller. Mm-hmm. You had Carlos Hyde was running the ball. Yep. Um, you know Corey Brown was one of the wide receivers. Devin Smith. But there there was there was so much talent that played in that game in 2011 when Nebraska's down 27-6 and they make the great comeback. There's just so much about that game with the fans leaving because it's pouring rain as the second half begins. We need a standalone documentary on the 2011 Nebraska-Ohio State game. And then at the end, because it includes the audio tape, it's revealed who who gave it up. Yeah, who's who's the whistleblower on that one? Yeah, who gave it up and who delivered the tape to Deadspin. That's how that would end. Give it to us now. There are a lot of like young filmmakers out there. I might yeah. even I might even finance, finance your project. It? Yeah, it might be a good ESPN short. I might finance short. your project. You could narrate if it. If you put together a documentary on everything surrounding the 2011 Nebraska Ohio State game, could you do which, that? Ironically, Luke Fickle was as the interim that yeah. year at Ohio State. Could you do that in an hour? I feel like it'd have to be more than an hour, like an hour and a half. But I also because like I'm, I'm thinking of like an E60, but I feel like 60 minutes may not give you the time you need to tell. The entire story. Did, does anybody else remember Braxton Miller going into that game? Remember? Do you guys remember his his big issues? Remember he he could not throw a spiral. He had a good arm. I just remember watching his first and two he games. Was better than Joe Bowser. He was, yes, that was their best. I mean, he was obviously extremely athletic too, so he gave you that Bowser dimension too. But yeah, it was the weirdest thing. He had the strongest arm, yet it was just duck after duck after duck. He could not throw a spiral. Ironically, until that game, 
And then in the Nebraska game, he's actually throwing the ball that, like a, a normal quarterback. It was just the weirdest thing to see a Division One quarterback with the inability to throw a spiral, yeah. like for a long time. Rex in that game had 119 rushing. He had 59 receiving. To me, that's not his best game. We'll discuss. We're here till. Today. Yeah, I got. I got a memory too that. It, 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 the Ohio State one, I think, is on a lot of people. There's one game that's the following year that's a little bit more yeah. in my memory. I think, are we talking the Iowa game? Yes. Yeah, the Iowa game is the true Rex Burkhead game. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sam McEwen's coming up uh, next. Uh, a little bit later, Brian Christopherson on 1620 The Zone. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 